Hello there and welcome back to the Africa Rising podcast. Can you believe that this is the podcast's fifth episode? Like, wow. (laughs) Well, this is um, a weekly podcast that continuously brings you industry professionals, students and related industry individuals to have a conversation about the ever-growing and developing technological market in East Africa, as well as Africa. These conversations will let you understand the impact that technology has had and will continue having on society. This podcast also aims to change the stigma surrounding African development by highlighting many achievements and accomplishments by individuals or companies within the continent. So today we have yet another special guest and let me tell you folks, this is very exciting. Without further ado, I want to introduce Mr. Gideon who will be speaking to us about the effects of marketing the internet and social media growth in Kenya. So Mr. Gideon is actually the strategy director of a marketing agency called Breathe Media that is based in Nairobi. And um, I want to open the floor to Mr. Gideon. Please introduce yourself to the listeners. Thank you so much, Alikan. Um, Hi, guys. Uh, My name is Gideon Kairu. Um, I'm 26 years of age. Um, I work in digital marketing, specifically um, online marketing. I work in a company called Breathe Media. Um, I've been there for about two and a half years. Um, I'm the head of strategy, which means I'm, I'm headed, um, I'm the head of like um, Macon strategies for all our clients. Um, I head any creative direction strategies that help um, create more brand awareness for each of our clients. Um, I'm also in charge of coming up with um, experiential concepts that are online with each and every brand or each and every client. And um, yeah, um, I've had about, um, I'd say, six years um, in the marketing industry. So wow. I would like to think of myself as experienced. Experienced, yes. And um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's been a journey. It's been fun. Um, it's a lot of work, but um, I'm glad because each and every day is always different. So there's always an opportunity to get to learn something new every day, which I mean, I don't know about you, but I love and um, I'm glad that the marketing industry in Kenya is really growing and people are getting to embrace the impact that marketing and specifically social media marketing has um, in people's lives. Right. So yeah, that's uh, basically a summary of who I am. No, absolutely. I completely agree with you. Even in my field of uh, communications and, uh, you know, I dwell a little bit in media, I seem to, yeah. I, I tend to hear a lot of stories about people and their experiences and it really you know it really makes me um appreciate you know life and all the people around me and marketing is just another form of bringing people together and you know sharing one story that might resonate with a community or you know with a specific type of individual and i think that is very important and communications and marketing and media is very important in in our world today in our social media world today (laughs) and um, absolutely and like There's so much work that goes into marketing that people don't get to really understand. Absolutely. So I'm glad that people are getting to embrace it and get to know like what kind of work I do. Absolutely. Get to yeah, to get to know what, what my clients do and like all the work that's involved into getting your brand out there to be recognized by people. Yes. 
And uh, so, uh, Mr. Gideon, how do you think, I want to just dive right in because I'm so interested in to hear what you say. <laughs> What do you, how do you think social media has grown in Kenya or specifically, let's look at Nairobi. How do you think that it has grown over the past, uh, let's say five years or, or even 10 years, how, however far you can remember social media um, being at? Yes. Um, so to me, uh, it, it has really, really, really grown. Um, if you would have compared five years ago to what we have now, yes. we've really, really grown and um, it's a good thing because now, like, um, we people have more access to the internet to get to learn, get more information about um, everything, even education-wise, mm -hmm. and especially now with the impact that COVID COVID has had, and in very industry various industries around um, the country, mm -hmm. including even education. So to get people into the internet, the growth has been very tremendous. Um, there's so much influence in social media in how people behave in consumer um, activities, in what, getting to decide what people buy, what they want to get involved in. It's been, it's been a good thing. And um, hopefully we anticipate that the growth will continue. And um, at the end of the day, uh, we hope that everyone in Kenya, if we get to that point, will be involved in social media or online. Absolutely. And I think that's a very yeah. fair point. And uh, with my experiences of living back in Nairobi, I I used to see that a lot of the marketing or advertising or, um, yeah, marketing or advertising used to take on, take on traditional media. It was less of yes. social media and new media, but it was more traditional media. So we used to see a lot of billboards and we used to see a lot of advertisements and marketing in magazines and newspapers and, you know, physical traditional media that we all know yeah. and love. <laughs> but um, I, I want to ask you as well, with everything that has happened because of the pandemic, how do you think that that has affected your, your position or your job? Has it, because you do a lot of marketing with social media, has that increased for you? Because everyone has turned to social media or has that, has that been overwhelming for you? Um, well, to be honest, um, so when we began um, the year last year, we had set um, a couple of goals that we wanted yeah. to achieve as a company. Yes. And um, I mean, in the beginning of the year, we did not anticipate that there would be any pandemic. Right. Um, right. So when the pandemic hit, um, it actually hit the country really badly because so many people lost their jobs. And yeah. I mean, seeing that, you ultimately think that your industry will be also hit hard. Yeah. And once it's hit, because... You also don't know where to land on because, I mean, if people are jobless, you don't know where to go. But right. um, thankfully, I don't know whether that's a good thing or a bad thing. Um, it actually opened more doors for us because um, initially we had to go and pitch to clients and like get them to understand what we would do for them. Because right. um, most people, I mean, most companies, especially those ones headed by the older people, don't actually believe in what social media is able to do. Right. So right. the yes. fact that people were stuck inside the houses, there were no, there was no way of getting out. Yeah. We got so many opportunities to get people online. Yeah. To get people to open more websites, more e-commerce websites where people could go in and shop, and get their products delivered. So it got to the point where there was so much business. Wow. That we actually got overwhelmed. Oh wow. And I mean, <laughs> thankfully, the company has grown. We've been able to hire more people. When we began the company, it was just me and my partner. 
Wow. But now we've grown the team and we're about now seven people who handle a multitude of um, channels in the in our company. So yeah, the growth has been good and we haven't, it hasn't slowed down at any point. If anything, it keeps going because each and every day we get clients who want to go online and they don't know where to start. So, I mean, it's a good thing because now people are embracing it. Yes. I mean, it's at the expense of other people losing their jobs, but um, I mean, it's open doors. So I'd say I'm thankful for that. Yes. And I wish it, I would wish it wasn't the case, but right. yeah, I mean, it, got, it has to get to a point where people have to understand online marketing and its benefits. Right. And I think, um, I think that's a very good point that you raised that, uh, you know, people have to understand that it's a win or lose situation, everything, you know, that that's the sad reality of everything that, you know, if the tech market or the social media world is booming online, if marketing is booming yeah. online, then, you know, traditional forms of labor are going to be lost. Exactly. And, and I think, yeah. Yeah, right. And I think um, with everything that I've read so far, a lot of companies and brands, what they're starting to do now, they're starting to target a lot of the older demographics that have relied for so many years on traditional forms of media. And they're training those people to understand the new media and to, you know, to be included in the current workforce. Exactly. And um, I mean, before the older audience used to see, never used to see the essence of social media. Yes. They've always had this perception that, people, I mean, going to social media is just a waste of time. It's a waste it of time. makes you yeah. idle. Yeah, but now <laughs> they get to join. And yeah. I mean, it's also a source of information at the same time. It's also a source of entertainment. So, right. I mean, you're not losing at the end of the day. And I'm so glad that most of them have actually joined in. I mean, it's never late. It's never ever, ever late. It's never too late to join. Exactly. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's so many, so much benefits of online marketing, and it's a good thing that people are getting to embrace it now. And honestly, we anticipate that um, much. I mean, a, a larger part of the older audience will be joining in very soon, because um, unfortunately, the pandemic is starting to grow, especially with the third wave in Kenya. So. Unfortunately, yeah. we anticipate um, there might be, and I don't want to, to predict, but there might be another lockdown, which will prompt more people to also go online, which, oh, wow. I mean, there's no harm. But, um, <laughs> <Right>. yeah. <laughs> so, okay. And I, th I think Kenya and uh, just like other countries, Kenya is on that never-ending cycle of continuous curfews and lockdowns. And I think it's getting frustrated for a lot of people, but... Um, it seems like the marketing and online uh, business world is really like using using that to their advantage. You know, using lockdowns. Yes, and you have to. Yeah. Exactly, yeah, you have to because, I mean, it's, like I said, it's at the detriment of other people's jobs. Right. But, I mean, if it's an opportunity at the end of the day that we have to take advantage of. And there's never any harm in online marketing. I mean, it's a good. It's always good to try it out. And if it doesn't work for your industry, you'll always know it's something that you tried. And right. Exactly. I mean, if it doesn't work, then well and good. Yeah. Oh wow! I love that. That's gonna be my motto. <laughs> <laughs> um, and um, so, speaking about um, your your role in marketing online and social media, can you please, yes. like, um, if you can, can you please explain the different um, demographics with within the different social media platforms. For example, do you do you market on Facebook, and what type of demographic is that? 
or do you just do you market on Instagram and what kind of demographic do you receive? If you can explain that, that would be amazing. Um, okay, so uh, I mean, I have two opinions on that. So okay. I have one from a marketing perspective as right. a marketer right. and I have another opinion based on I myself as a consumer. Okay. So, I mean, in terms of marketing, general marketing, I think this is common sense to a lot of people. Obviously, the largest audience of people online are on Facebook. Okay. Regardless of whether they are active or they're not, yes. most of the online market is on Facebook. So we, we usually just like taking advantage of Facebook. Mm-hmm. Um, the second platform that is actually my favorite is Instagram. <laughs> and that is because it's basically image-based. Like, yes. It's something that you can actually see, yeah. And a lot of people are active on on Instagram, which, I mean, personally, I like. Yes. Um, so, yeah, in terms of um, our company, we like taking advantage of um, Facebook and Instagram. We've started taking part in TikTok, although it's a bit tricky because um, I don't know whether I personally am the target audience. I think TikTok is more of... Um, the younger audience. So for me, yeah. And even for us as a company, it takes some practice to get to know, I mean, how to navigate it. Because, I mean, the good thing with TikTok, it's so easy to go viral. That's that's what I like about it. You don't have to pay for it. Anyone can go viral. Right. So it's something that, and a good thing, the Kenyan audience is growing on TikTok. So we anticipate that by almost the end of the year, a lot of people are going to be on TikTok and it's something we'd like to venture into. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, TikTok is the new the new platform, the new trend of the world right now. I think everyone exactly. is Exactly. Everyone. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's literally yeah. like, it's where musicians now go viral. It's the best place to market your music. Right, If you want right. to go viral. So, it's. It, I mean, it's a good thing because... Um, it's also good to get some change, getting used to the same apps over and over gets a bit monotonous. Yes. So it's a good thing TikTok has blown. And yes. um, it's also like created a lot of cre- people. I mean, the creative industry has grown a lot mm-hmm. because um, I mean, there's so much entertainment. There's so much resources for you to get to learn. Uh, it's, it's, it, I like it. <laughs> yeah, there's a plethora of all these things. And yeah, um, exactly. It's, it's very hard to choose one specific platform to market. I think in order for your marketing uh, company or even whatever you're marketing for, um, in order yeah. for it to be successful, I think the sad reality is that you have to position yourself in each and every platform. Even exactly. If, <laughs> even if you position yourself on Twitter and let's say Twitter, you only have like five followers, you still have to position yourself there because you never know who might come across uh, your your company on Twitter. Exactly. And it's also a platform that, and it's I mean, you might get a consumer from there. You might get a customer from there. So right. there's never any harm. Right. The only problem is um, with Twitter in the country. Um, yes. It's, I mean, the platform is more politically, politically based. Sorry. Politically based, yes. So, yeah, it's a bit tricky to get to sell your product there unless you have to take part in trending topics, which may not be relatable to your brand. Right. So, I mean, as a company, we usually just tend to stay away from that. And people on Twitter are always so opinionated. So, I mean, you saying one wrong thing yeah. would literally just lead to the detriment of your brand, which yeah, is something... A, a series yeah. of backlash. 
Yeah, and as an agency, it's something we wouldn't want to to risk. Right. Um, yeah, so we usually just stay shy of that. I mean, unless the client wants to. Uh, so we'll try and see how to navigate and make sure we stay out of any controversy. Right. Yeah. Right. Those are those are really good points. And I really hope that there are students also listening to. Well, I know that there are students who are listening to this podcast and I really hope that they can <laughs> learn something from you. But I also wanted Definitely. to ask you um, about yeah. um, the 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 role of like uh, the Internet. You know, yeah. um, does does your marketing campaign does breathe? media does do the, do you guys um only concentrate yourselves in nairobi or are you spread are you do you focus on marketing it to the whole of kenya or do you only market uh to nairobi or bigger cities um so i would say it usually depends on the client because um most of our clients just happen to be in nairobi yes um it's often once in a while where we'll get clients who are like countrywide so it usually depends. Uh, we, yeah, depending on the on the client, we usually it depends. Oh, yeah, we'll base it on the location because one of our clients has stores all over Nairobi, right? And um, they they get to live all over Nairobi, so it doesn't make sense for us to market anything outside Nairobi. Outside Nairobi, but right? We also, yeah, we also have a client who's East African, so that's why we usually take advantage and advertise all over East Africa if we get the opportunity to. Wow. And with marketing, with marketing all over East Africa, uh, do you come yeah. across problems with uh, targeting communities or targeting a set demographic? Because even though people should understand that even though Kenya and Tanzania and we're still part of the East African community, even within our own countries, we have different values. You know, everyone has different ideologies. Everyone has different beliefs. And, um, you know, marketing or tailoring a yeah. message to one specific community might be very difficult. So how do you, how do you overcome that, uh, that, um, that complication with marketing to, East, to an East African uh, audience? Um, yeah, it does become a bit tricky because, um, unfortunately, I haven't traveled in East Africa, so... I would only know about other countries in us in East Africa virtually. Yes. So yes. in terms of even messaging, brand messaging, it's a bit tricky because you don't know what the selling point in other countries is. Right. I mean, like in Kenya, the people who just like seeing the pictures or maybe just like seeing video content. Right. And I mean, luckily Kenya is advanced enough that we have resources where like even um, buying data or getting access to Wi-Fi is right. very, very easy at this point. And I mean, with other East African countries, I don't want to be biased, but I don't know the situation there. So right. even getting to get to know what content to put out there gets a bit tricky. But so far, so good. We haven't had like major challenges. Um, and I mean, the good thing is we all obviously market in channels where it's all across the board. Like people in UG or like Tanzania are still on Facebook. And right. I would believe that the largest audience in Uganda or Tanzania or Rwanda are on Facebook. So regardless of whatever messaging we put out there, the messaging will get to them. Okay. So it's a good thing. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's, wow. I really admire that. To take on other countries and to market yourself in other countries, that is 
that is truly remarkable. You know, just I can't, <laughs> I can't even seem to market myself even within Toronto. It's very difficult to do that. <laughs> um, but I mean, <laughs> it's a challenge we decided to take. Yes. because um, we did want the company to grow. Um, we did want to get more more awareness out there awareness, that um, yeah. this is the kind of work we do. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, it's something we decided to take on and. So far, it's, it's been good and clients are happy, which, I mean, if the client is happy, then I am happy. I know that I'm doing my job. Right. And with, with, yeah. your, with your company, are you, mm-hmm. are you positioned quite credibly amongst your competitors or are you still climbing up the ladder or are you positioned where you can now compete with a lot of, um, you know, um, existing marketing uh, companies within Nairobi? So, um, okay, so what happened was, um, so when I left the company I used to work in, it was a huge company and it was very well known. Yes. Um, I was actually going into an, um, an something that I, I, I did not know because back then it was only headed by one person. It was a really small company. We, I mean, we did have clients, but we didn't anticipate we would ever grow to the point where we'd compete with the largest marketing agencies in Kenya. Wow. So, so far, so good. I mean, we've been doing such a good job and thank God um, we get referrals. So we, it's been actually a long time since we've done any pitches. Yes. Um, our work has, has always spoken for itself and that's yeah. how we've always been getting clients. And um, yeah, to the point that, I mean, we also get to compete with the companies that we left, which... It's a good thing because, I mean, it shows that we're growing. Absolutely. Uh, and um, the only challenge I would say is that most agencies have a lot of um, manpower, which we, right. we didn't have at the, at the moment. So it was a bit challenging get to also, getting to also grow and getting a team that understands the work. But uh, so far, so good. We work with a lot of freelancers. Right. And um, the good thing with freelancers is freelancers know their work. They know what they're doing. Yes. And they're very, 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 very good at it. Mm-hmm. So getting to work with them and they're also very credible yes. helps us a lot. Yeah. No. Which is good, yeah. Yeah, I think you guys, because you've just, you've just recently started, I mean, two years is quite, is quite recent, and you've just recently started and you're growing your company. It will take some time. And the fact is that you've, you know, you're, um, you're accepting the fact that you have all these competitors, but you you know you keep on improving and you keep on developing and using your competitors as actually inspiration, you know, to grow or as a yeah. form of um, yeah. It, there's no hard feelings, which I which I understand, and that's that's really important in the business world. So with with what you're doing. Um, with what you're doing right now and everything that you're marketing for, mm-hmm. is it quite, is the content quite different from what you were doing in your previous company, in your previous job? Um, I wouldn't say so. Um, it's only because um, good thing is we do have resources. Um, and especially now that there's so much tech advanced technology, especially with phones, yes. you're able to take like really, really, really good content, which, Obviously, like um, as clients, they're very conscious about what they're investing in. So we wouldn't want to scare clients or potential clients with expensive costs of like videography. Some may not be able to afford. Some most of our clients are startups, and yeah. it's something we usually try to be sensitive about. Right. Of course, it all it obviously depends. Um, large companies would have the budget for that, 
but uh, yeah, thank God uh, we have good phones. We have um, good content ideas that we get to implement and the content comes out amazing. And it's something people out there like. Right. And they wouldn't even be able to tell that this type of content was taken with a phone or a camera. Wow, that quality. So, I mean, it's, it works to advantage, exactly. Wow. And um, with that being said, because we've discussed mm-hmm. that the importance of technology and media is so important, do you think, and this is an opinion, do you think that yeah. the, the, the world of social media should be incorporated, or even digital media like the internet, should be incorporated into public education in Kenya? Because seeing that technology is, you know, keeps growing and as it keeps growing, it's, I, we can sense that it's dividing people, but in order to divide that, in order to divide that gap, what is your opinion on including or incorporating or adapting into the, the role of technology or the internet or social media into public education? What are your thoughts? Um, I definitely think it should be incorporated in public education because, I mean, I feel like online, the online market is here to stay and right. it's not going anywhere. Right. So the sooner people get to adapt and understand what it's all about, the better. Because we wouldn't want a situation where it's already too late. You leave, you mm-hmm. leave school and you have no idea mm-hmm. how the online market works. Right, right. And yeah, I, it's it's definitely important. And um, it's a bit unfortunate that it's gotten to a point where a pandemic has to force people to get to learn about even online classes, something as basic as an online class. A lot of people don't have resources for that. Yeah. So, yeah, getting to, getting to even involve the government in this would be something very beneficial. So definitely online marketing has to be, has to be um, involved in, in the public education sector. Right. And yeah. right, and I just I really wish that the government could learn, you know, from their lessons. But and you know, try and incorporate a lot of these digital, um, uh, digital technologies into public education instead of you know letting students miss out on education just because of a pandemic. Because as soon exactly. as speak from my experience, as soon as uh, the pandemic hit us over here in Canada, we immediately turned to you know, online learning. There was never yeah. one day that I missed learning. Even when a pandemic happened, there was no one yeah. day that I missed learning. And I understand that, you know, resources might not be there as of yet, you know, for the public education in Kenya. But I think that's yeah. something that they have to keep in mind. And I think your opinion is really valuable for that. Um, exactly. And at the end of the day, the government does have resources for this. Yes. And it's unfortunate because like for me, um, back when I was in, in school, yes. you had to leave high school and get to a point where before you go to campus, yeah. that period, that's when you go to learn about what Microsoft Web is about, what wow. Microsoft Excel is about, what Microsoft PowerPoint is about, which are like the most basic yeah. material for computer studies you get so right. I, sh- I, w- I shouldn't get to a point where I have to wait until I'm, I'm like 18 years of age to get to know these things right it's right. something you already have known before yeah no I and I, there's I, never I, any harm yeah there's I mean there's never any harm in getting knowledge you will not lose anything 
Absolutely. And I, and I completely agree with you, I think. And that's the reality of what's happening right now. I think we have to learn how to incorporate technology into public and private education. You know, private education has a lot of these resources, but public education really needs these resources. Um, and I think it's high time that they do that. Yeah. And yes. <laughs> So we, both you and I, and a lot of our listeners know yes. the re- repercussions of social media and how it changes it. Sometimes you can position yourself onto social media to be someone who you're not, you know, that happens with a lot of people. You create an image, a false image of who you are on social media. And you yes. just, it, there's a lot of negative things that comes out of social media as well as positive things, but there's a lot of negative yes. things as well. So mm-hmm. I want to ask you, knowing that a lot of these negative things are associated with, uh, these features are associated with social media, do you think that the, the public education system should be taught about social media? Should they be warned, yeah, I, should they be, should, should they be warned of the repercussions of using social media? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, definitely. I think um, it's important for people to get to know about the dangerous side of social media because right. you will never, I mean, personally, I had to learn it firsthand, right. which was the very best um, experience. Experience, yeah. Yeah, so I mean, at the very basic education about social media, it's important for people to get to know I mean, what it's all about. I mean, and if you get into social media, this is what you should expect. Right. And this is how you get to deal with such kind of situations. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's, it's definitely, it's a, it's a good thing that people get to learn that as early as they can. And um, obviously, once they get to learn that and they get to avoid such situations, they'll get to navigate their way into making social media something that's going to be beneficial to them and even possibly to their careers. Right. Exactly. Exactly. At the end of the day, yeah. they need to advance their careers they, and, you know, look good uh, on paper, which is the reality yeah. today. Um, yeah. Talking about social media, because you are quite a reputable uh, public figure in Nairobi. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm, 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 not, I'm, not, I'm not just, you know, flattering you. I'm actually serious that you're quite reputable with, you know, how you market a lot of your, your products or whatever. And um, yeah. how, with, with the essence of being a public figure on social media, how has it, if it has, how has it affected your mental health with constantly having to check your emails and be online 24-7? How's, how has it yeah. affected you? Um, so I, I have mixed feelings about that. Okay. Because I'm... Um, <laughs> Yeah, with my social media, I did not anticipate I was, I was going to get to a point where I would be posting things and people would be asking me questions right. about, I mean, where do you eat? What's the best place to go eat? I mean, all of that. I did not expect because I just I usually just post what I like. Yeah. So, I mean, it's a good thing people get to to see it and they get to appreciate it. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, I've learned, especially this past year, because I'm... Um, it got to a point where we're working from home so you stay at home and obviously you have to stay on your phone yeah and with work because everything now was online online um, right. it never got to a point where i would take a break because you never know when to take a break right because right. um exactly. initially it's supposed to be a nine to five yeah but then you leave social i mean you leave the social media platform of another company and log into your own which is 
the same platform. So it still feels like you're working. Right. And um, it started, it did start to affect my mental health only because I could not take a break. Right. And um, at some point I started to, to resent social media. Wow. Which, I mean, I think it happens to a lot of people. Absolutely. But um, I had to teach myself on how to take a break, to know when time is time for work is, and when it's time to concentrate on the work that I do. Because um, I, get, I got to realize that those are two separate entities. I have to go into my, pl- my own platform as Gideon, yes. the photographer, or like um, the content creator, not yeah. as a marketer. Not as a marketer, right. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So um, it took a, it took some time, but now, um, thankfully, I know how to to break the two and to differentiate the two. So I try to take as much breaks as possible. So I mean, after work, I try to stay away. I try to to stay away from social media as much as I can. Right. So I, I mean, now, yeah, it's good. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And I also I also got a lot of questions from uh, people and especially younger people who, mm-hmm. you know, they're still trying to figure out social media and they think they they think that social media is like their life. You know, they yeah. have no other they don't have an external life. They don't have reality. Their reality is social media. And I have a lo- they asked a lot of they asked me a lot of questions about how can I what are some solutions to taking a break or, you know, shutting off social media. How can I stop working? How can I stop checking my grades, you know, for my school? And um, mm. in, your, in your situation from how you, stop, how you stop checking social media is you take a break. And do you also go out with your friends? Do you also do other activities like walking? Or w- what are some things that you do apart from, like within that umbrella of taking a break? What is it that yeah. you do under that break? Um, yeah, so definitely, I I mean, when it's time for work, so we usually work Monday to Friday, yes. which means um, during the weekend, that's the only time we get to breathe and um, <laughs> just stay away from work. You get to um, breathe. To breathe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, I like spending time with my friends and I make sure to spend time with my friends every weekend. Yes, wow. However much I can. Um, of course, it's getting a bit tricky now because of the whole... COVID situation, but um, I, if I get an opportunity to spend time with my friends, I go and at that point when I'm spending time with my friends, I stay away from my phone. So I stay away from any work-related emails, any right. client um, responses or queries. I try to stay away from that as much as I can because it's the only way you'll be able to take a break. I'm sorry, but as long as you have your phone, yeah, it, it's ultimately up to you to decide when enough is enough. Yeah. Because if you don't, then there's no break. Right. I th- Exactly. And I think, <laughs> and that's the advice that I give to people. Like it's, you know, it's yeah. just like, it's just like smoking or drinking. It's your, at the end of the day, it's your choice. Yeah. Uh, it's your <laughs> choice if you want to quit smoking. If It's your choice if you don't want to be on social media. Um, exactly. But I think people, just like smoking, people don't have a lot of willpower. They, they're very committed to social media and they have to stay 24-7 online to check their emails. And yeah. it's really affecting a lot of people because, you know, there's been a lot of accidents with people on the, on the roads because people are on their phones and crossing a busy road and they get, you know, a lot of accidents have happened. 
Um, that's yeah. only one of the very many incidents that have happened due to you know looking constantly on your phone. Um, exactly. Yeah, but I guess it's with. Uh, I guess it depends on the individual. Not unless someone plans an intervention where where you take away the phone, <laughs> the phone, <of> the person, <laughs> and the person doesn't have a phone, then it will be a different story. Exactly, and um, like for me, I used I used to be like that. Yeah, and um, I had to learn a very very hard lesson because one day, um, I think it was back in 2017. Yeah, back when I was growing my brand and I was online all the time. I'd gone for an event. Yeah, and um, my phone got stolen. Oh no! And I used to be on my phone all the time. Mm-hmm. So you can imagine a scenario where you're always on your phone and it get it. I mean, it goes away. Yeah, and you have no idea where you're gonna get the other. I mean, the next phone or another phone. Right. So I was forced to be <laughs> online. And once you're forced, or, I mean, once you get to learn that lesson, that there's also life yes. after social media, there's life. Media. Yes. Apart from being online, it makes you get to appreciate this other side of life. Right. That Absolutely. And yeah, even when I got the opportunity to get the new phone, yeah, it, I had to take a break and realize that, you know what? Yeah. At the end of the day, this is a phone. It could get spoiled, and you cannot depend on it all the time. It's mm-hmm. for the sake of your mental health. I'm sorry, yeah. but you have to, and also for the sake of your health. Absolutely. Yeah. No, I I think that's a thank you so much for advising my listeners on that. I really hope that they they learn from that because I do. Even, I hope they learn. Yeah, even you as an expert, you know, someone who's experienced and someone who has been working and someone who has to constantly be online, it's good to see that you are taking that time, you know, for yourself. You're taking that yeah. time out of social media. You're taking that time to meet your friends. And I and I think that that's very important. Uh, and I just wanted to share something that I, I also do with my friends whenever I go out. Um, and, I you know, I'm also always on my phone. And yeah. something that I do now with my friends is whenever we're sitting on a table at a restaurant, well, this was pre-COVID, mm-hmm. whenever yeah. we were sitting on a restaurant, in a restaurant, we used to put our phones in the middle of the table. And the first person who reached for their phone was the person who was paying for the entire night. Otherwise... Oh. Right. Otherwise, if nobody picked up their phone, then everybody paid their own bill. So that's a good. That's a good challenge. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So that's something that I used. Yeah, and it gives you an opportunity to get socialized. And after socializing, I mean, it's such a breath of fresh air. Right. You get to learn new things about your friends. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's the sad reality, but also. you know, it's an advantage, you know, social media and uh, technology and the internet. And uh, yeah. so Gideon, I think I'm going to wrap up uh, mm-hmm. the podcast. And yeah. uh, I really, really appreciate, like you have no idea, I really appreciate you being on my podcast and being a guest. This is truly an honor to have someone yeah. so credible and valuable as yourself to speak about this matter, which a lot of people, you know, are currently learning about. And um, to also see that the Kenyan market is evolving and developing so rapidly, you know, just as fast as Western markets. I think it's truly remarkable. And for you to be a part of that industry, I really hats off to you, Gideon. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. And thank you. Thank you for inviting me to this platform. It's a good thing that you're doing. Absolutely. And congratulations. I really hope you get some opportunities to grow. And I hope um, you get to. And it's a good thing because I'm now... 
a lot of Kenyans are getting into podcasting, so right. it's a perfect opportunity. It actually has come at the perfect time. Thank so you. So I really, really wish more opportunities for you to grow and congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. And also, it, it, yeah. yes, also listeners, I want to encourage you, please. I know even many of you are within Canada, but you might have some friends back in Kenya or East Africa or wherever. But please, I encourage you to check out Gideon's page, his personal page. And I also encourage you to check out his uh, work page, which is Breathe Media. And um, in yeah. the in the on my social media post on Instagram and Twitter, I will leave a link to his uh, company. And if you have any friends or clients back in Kenya that want to market, Gideon is your guy. And um, thank you. Yes, <laughs> no problem. So yeah, and there you have it, folks. Thank you so much for listening to episode five of the Africa Rising podcast. I have truly, truly learned a lot about the effects of marketing, social media, and the internet on the Kenyan market. And to be honest, we still have a long way to go, but we are making big strides. Um, thank you so much for listening. And don't forget to tune in next week for yet another amazing episode featuring a very special guest. And just to remind you, please don't forget to follow my Instagram and Twitter page to take part in fun, interactive quizzes as more content will be posted every week. Thank you once again. And I am your host, Ali Khan Haji.